When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, coming up, we have stories about ghosting families, bikinis, the price of forgiveness, nosy co-workers getting exposed by dash cams, excluding in-laws going Dutch, and the circle of life. Stay tuned. You do not want to miss these stories, hand curated by none other than Candy Thunder. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder with another Reddit story for you. This one is actually from Off My Chest, and it is, I ghosted my family and fiancé after what my sister did. I need a little advice on the matter as I don't know what to do anymore. I was 21 when my fiancé asked me to marry him. He was the absolute light of my life. We had known each other ever since preschool, and our families are very close. He would come over and have dinner with us on a daily basis and vice versa. He doesn't have any siblings, but I have two older siblings, which is very important as he was always very close with them. We grew up together. When we started dating, I don't think our parents stopped celebrating for weeks. He helped me deal with a lot of my anxiety, and even when I gained a little weight and my mother berated me saying he was going to leave me, he told her off and said he loved me for who I was, not for what I looked like, even though he claimed I was the most beautiful girl in the world to him. We were only engaged for six months before the incident. My middle eldest sister, let's call her Nikki, was a very cold person. She never showed any affection. She only ever opened up to my fiancé as she said she saw him as a brother, and he also helped her through a lot of her dark times, such as battling drug addictions and breaking the law. She and I never saw eye to eye. I loved her dearly because she was my sister, but I didn't like her as a person. Out of the blue, she tells me she wants to take me clubbing, as we had never been together before and she felt bad that she was so distant with me. I agreed that night and we went out. I don't know, I feel like something bad is about to happen. Clubbing wasn't really my style, but once I had a few drinks, I loosened up a little and began having fun. The night was going smoothly until Nikki spotted a guy across the room who she claimed she wanted to climb like a tree. She walked over to him and within a few minutes, she was back and she had a sour expression on her face. I asked her what was up, but she never said anything. I kept pressing because I didn't want our night to be ruined. She then told me the guy didn't want her number, but he wanted mine instead. I told her he was a loser and there were plenty of other guys around who would kill to be with a girl like her. She didn't budge though. She told me she needed to use the restroom and then we would leave. I waited for another hour. During this time, I was sipping on a lot of different cocktails. I then started feeling really dizzy and lightheaded. Oh, no, 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 no. Trigger warning, by the way. I figured I'd just cab it home as I was certain Nikki had left. 
On the way out, though, I bumped into a friend of Nikki's whom she had briefly dated. He asked me if I needed a hand to my car, and I explained I was getting a cab. He said he was getting ready to leave and we could share one. I told him okay, and we walked out of the club together and into the first cab we saw. I tried to find my phone and my purse, but I felt myself getting dizzier and dizzier. I don't remember what happened next as I blacked out, and the next morning I woke up on a hard sofa, my head pounding. When I came to, I realized I was in Nikki's friend's house, and my phone was sitting on the glass table in front of me, but it was flat. When he noticed I was awake, he offered some tablets and water and explained that I had passed out in the cab and he didn't remember my parents' address, so he just picked me up and took me back here where he laid me on the sofa. I told him I needed to go home as my fiancé would be worried. He called a cab and I left. When I arrived at my parents' house, my mother, father, Nikki, my fiancé, and his parents were all standing in the living room. I thought they were worried about me, but the instant I opened my mouth, my fiancé asked how I could do this to him. I tried to explain that my phone went flat, but he then went on screaming about how could I cheat on him. I was baffled. Why would he think that? I tried to explain the night's events, but I kept getting cut off. Nikki then chimed in and said, I was a lying S. And how could I be so heartless to a man who has been there for me through thick and thin? She went on to say, I kept flirting with random guys all night. And then when she went to the bathroom, she saw me leave with her friend. I told her what had happened and she showed me photos on her phone. Whereas we were leaving, his hand was on my back, ushering me outside. Yes, the photo did look horrible. And I was so drunk. I didn't even realize his hand was on my back at all. My fiance was so angry. He kept shouting and his mom and mine were both crying. I then asked Nikki to call her friend and he would confirm nothing happened, but when she called him, he told a completely different story. He said I begged him to take me back to his, and when he did, we slept together multiple times. I saw red and started crying and yelling at Nikki because I knew she had organized this whole thing to make me look bad. I begged my fiancé to believe me, but he just shook his head and left. When everyone had cleared out, my mother slapped me across the face and told me to get out. What is happening right now? Boy, howdy, we're just diving right in tonight, aren't we? What is happening? Okay, there's more. I left and went to a friend's house where I stayed for a few nights. During those nights, I called my fiancé crying and pleading with him to believe me that nothing had happened, but it all fell on deaf ears as he never returned any of my calls or texts. My mom texted me and told me she was kicking me out and that she couldn't believe I would do such a thing and a lot of other hurtful slurs I don't think I could repeat here. She didn't even give me time to get my things as she threw everything out. I was now homeless. None of my family would take me in as they chose my fiancé and mother's side. I was homeless and single and less than a day and a half. My entire world had been taken away because of Nikki's lies. Now for weeks, I tried everything to get my fiance back and my family. The limit for me though was when Christmas time had come and I went over to my mother's house to try to reconcile. I was sleeping from couch to couch during this time. When I got to my parents' house, I knocked on the door, but no one answered. My friend then called me and told me she just saw on Facebook that my family were in another state celebrating Christmas and they had posted pictures online. Everyone was there, my sisters, parents, grandparents, and even my fiancé and his family. When I myself saw the photos, I couldn't stop crying as they all looked so happy. I cried for days and days before deciding to block them all. I even returned my engagement ring. My friend knew someone a couple hours away who was looking for some help in his restaurant, and he even had living arrangements above where he worked so I could rent at a cheap price and work at the same time. I wanted to start over with my life as it hurt me that no one took my side and they all left me to fend for myself. I was able to move pretty quickly and was doing well. The apartment was tiny and I had to work 10 plus hours almost every day, but I was able to save a lot of money. I'm not living in the apartment anymore. I was able to rent a much nicer condo, but I'm still working at the restaurant as assistant manager. Now it has been roughly two years since I left and have not spoken to any of my family. 
I had no idea what was going on until I get a knock on my door. It was my ex-fiance. I was shocked to say the least. All these feelings came rushing back and all I wanted to do was jump into his arms. But then I remembered the pain I had felt and tried to slam the door in his face, but he stopped it and asked that I let him explain. He said that Nikki had gotten married and she had confessed that she lied about the situation because she had found someone she loved so much and realized what a horrible thing she had done. You gotta be shitting me. Oh, Ah, Nikki, I don't think that's going to get you into the pearly gates, girl. I don't think it's enough. I asked him how he found me, and he said my friend told him. My entire family has been trying to get in touch with me and want to see me. I told him I needed some time to see if I even wanted to have them in my life. He left, and I have been a mess since. I don't know what to do. I know I will never forgive Nikki. She could rot for all I care. But it's hard because my other family and fiancé didn't know she was lying. But I also felt like they abandoned me too quickly without letting me explain my side. I don't know if I should forgive them. Any advice would be much helpful. Thank you for taking the time to read. That's the crazy part here is like she's already lost everything been homeless started over and two years later is in an okay spot has to work her ass off still but is is in a much better spot than she was when she hit rock bottom because of some shit that some other person did to her her freaking sister of all people so let me get this straight the sister was jealous of her and orchestrated this whole thing so got her roofied staged her cheating on him blew up her entire life two years later gets married and was like yeah you know i just gotta get this off my chest i think i did something really terrible to her and i just need to tell someone about it so here's what happened told the story i'm so glad i got that off my chest now now i feel so much better i just feel cleansed you are not off the hook sister for coming clean about ruining someone's life two years ago that does not make up for the two years that they've spent rebuilding their life from scratch that does not make up for the marriage that you exploded the possibility of this makes up for nothing all it does is admit that you're a terrible human being all you did was claim Ascon 1. You were already there. You just planted a flag. And you're like, I did this. I'm a terrible person. doesn't make you not a terrible person because you told somebody. Too, the damage is done. You sank that ship. You can't rebuild it from the bottom of the ocean. There's no coming back from this, right? How could you ever trust someone again, even in the slightest? Like this person cannot be part of your life at all. Even if you think about this and you're like, I will give the rest of my family a chance, but I'm going to communicate to them that what they did to me was terrible. Even though the rest of the family aren't the ones who did the thing, they believed it based on one person's opinion, not giving her a chance at all and just dropped her like she didn't even exist anymore. And it was their child. Yeah. I'd say stay no contact because if someone is capable of doing that to you once, they're capable of doing that to you again. Shame on them. Okay, so 
This is an update to the I ghosted my family and fiance after what my sister did story. Wow, guys, I don't even know where to begin. I'm honestly so grateful for all the support, advice, beautiful messages, and awards you guys have gifted. I wish I could personally thank each and every one of you. I did my best to reply to every message. You guys are honestly so amazing, and I cried reading all the comments. My heart has never been so touched with the amount of love and support I got on this post, and I'm so sorry if it took too long to post an update. I was honestly in so much shock, I didn't know how to cope with it. So, uh, I never got back to my ex. I didn't know what to do. Eventually, he must have given my phone number to my parents as they texted asking to meet up. I never replied and was planning on organizing a Zoom meeting, but didn't need to as they also showed up at my door. Well, my father did. When I answered the door and saw him standing there, I ended up throwing up, which he insisted on cleaning. That's a greeting. Wow. When he was done, we sat down and I just bursted into tears. My emotions were all over the place and my father has worn the same cologne for a really long time, so when I smelled it, it just brought back all those memories. He tried to hug me, but I pushed him away and asked what he was doing here. He went on to explain that he and my mother are getting a divorce. He said he begged my mother to get in touch with me the minute I left, but she refused and said I was acting like a baby and if I wanted to leave them after doing something so horrible, then I could do things on my own from then on. I asked him how long it took them to notice I was gone. He said they arrived back home on New Year's Eve and were planning on inviting me over so we could talk. That's when they got in touch with my friend and she told them I left and she didn't know where I was. I asked him why he didn't listen to my side of the story and why they threw me away so easily. He just started crying. He said he never meant for things to get so out of hand and he wishes more than anything he could take it all back. I said when they found out Nikki was taking drugs and had dropped out of high school, they didn't throw her away. Instead, we all went on a holiday so she could focus on things besides drugs. And during that trip, she got hooked on alcohol and each time they defended her over and over. He said he had no idea my mother was going to kick me out. He thought it was going to be for a few days, but then they decided at the last minute to spend Christmas out of state. My mother apparently promised him I would be allowed back home after they got back. I said she threw away all my stuff, but he said everything was still there and she lied about that. I asked him what has happened to Nikki and he said she is dead to him. He wants nothing to do with her, but her mother has been crying to him, asking to forgive Nikki as she is not well and they had already lost one daughter. They cannot lose two. He blocked my mother and Nikki and has been on my ex's case about finding me. My ex caved in when my dad said he blocked my mother and Nikki and told him where I lived. I asked that he never show up again unless I give him permission and he agreed. He asked me what would happen now and I said I really don't know and that he hurt me really bad. I then just went into detail about how much he hurt me and what it felt like seeing them so happy without me and how hard that has been. We were both crying by the end of it, but I was really glad I got it all out. It felt like a huge weight had been lefted off my shoulders. My dad then said he knew a few places around the area that would help get me a better apartment, and he said he would help me get a better job, but I told him I wouldn't be leaving this job as my boss helped me out of so much and I wanted to repay him at all costs. I said I didn't want him to do anything for me. But I said, I do want to reconcile, but it has to be on my own terms. And it's going to take a very, very long time to trust him again. And I may never trust him again. He said he would do anything to make up for what he did. I asked him why Nikki did this and if she said anything about it. Well, she said she thought my ex deserved better than me and she wanted to see him happy because he was making too many sacrifices in the relationship. She loved him like a brother and wanted to break the engagement off. So that night she asked her friend to come and escort me out of the club so she could get photos and take me home so her plan could work. She said nothing sexual happened. I went to sleep on the sofa and that was it. He was up playing video games all night until I woke up, which he has 
proof of, apparently. My dad was planning on getting my stuff from my mother's house and bringing it to me, but I told him I didn't want any of those things anymore. He then went to ask about Nikki's husband, and he said my mother has been hush-hush with the entire situation, but he had his number and wrote it down for me. After my dad left, I decided to call Nikki's husband. I was sweating the entire time and felt so sick. What if I could hear her in the background? Well, anyhow, he picked up. I just spit everything out, which I deeply regret because I should have eased into it for him. He sounded really confused, and I explained the entire situation again. I went into detail about her drug and alcohol problems. I was honestly expecting him to curse me out for defending Nikki. Instead, he let out a long sigh, and well, turns out, he had a feeling she wasn't exactly innocent. Turns out... Her and his sister have been having problems, and she's been spouting nonstop lies about his sister and has caused a huge rift between them. His sister didn't even attend the wedding. Just shocked. I'm just complete shock. Red flags here. I told him I was sorry, but he should make things right with his sister because Nikki was the problem, not her. We spoke a little more and he hung up. I'm not entirely sure what he's going to do with that information. I hope he cuts his losses and leaves her because he sounded like a really nice person. And even he has lost his own sister because of Nikki. So I've decided to reconcile with my dad. My mother has always run the show their entire marriage. So the fact that he's putting his foot down and divorcing her and going no contact with Nikki shows that he is serious about wanting to make amends. I don't think I will ever reconcile with my mother as she thinks Nikki is a victim also in all of this. And at this point, I don't care to listen to her excuses. If she reaches out and we talk, I'll update and post again. For my ex, I haven't had the time to meet with him and talk, though my dad mentioned he wanted to come with my dad, but he told him I would be too overwhelmed if both were there and seeing them separated will help make clear decisions. He also mentioned my ex was arrested for assaulting Nikki's friend who lied about the entire situation. He was being charged, but the charges were dropped a few days later. I will update the post again when I have time to speak to my ex. Thank you guys for being so patient and so caring and just amazing. Oh my God. (laughs) What? I look back at life and I'm like, man, I've been through some crazy stuff. But then you read a story like this and you're like, I am so thankful that my life is boring in comparison with the flipping roller coaster at a carnival that goes 130 miles per hour on a track that's missing bolts like this gal's life has gone. Holy cow. And to be in a spot where she is right now, and thank goodness, thank goodness she looked at all of this and instead of running right back into everyone's arms was like, you know what, hold up, no. The amount of pain that I have gone through, the amount of work that I have gone through, has me ready to create some pretty firm boundaries. And if you want a relationship, you're going to have to do some work too. Are you willing to do it? And thank goodness, Dad eventually stepped up and did it. Man, if he had only done done that two years ago. Woof. OP. Wow. Strength. Just the strength of someone's soul to be able to go through all of that and be like, see a future. You know what I mean? To be able to turn it all around, hit rock bottom, put two years into a just a grind to get to at least a healthier place and then still say, yeah, I'm in charge. This is my life. This is my show. I'm the main character in my own story here. And if you want to be a part of this story, you're going to have to earn your way back in because you done earned your way out. Nikki needs help. Nikki needs help, y'all. Nikki needs help. A healthy mindset does not do things like that and think they're okay. And then keep that demon inside for two years before letting it slip out and being like, oh, yes, everything's okay now that I've that I now that I've confessed. Right. Do my community service and be done with it. Nope. No, no, no.
Dusty Thunder again with another AITA story for you. This one is, am I the astronaut for asking my girlfriend to wear a bikini and not a one-piece swimsuit? Gotta get my brozo button ready here. I think this is gonna be one of them. My 27 male girlfriend, 27 female, and I just got back from vacation in Florida. She is still pissed at me for what I asked her while we were at the beach, however. I have tried apologizing, but to no avail, as she says that what I asked was inappropriate. Ten years ago, when we were both in high school, you wore a bikini if you were female. There were some exceptions, such as your parents didn't allow you to wear one. This would get you made fun of. You had a visible scar on your front side that would prevent you from wearing one. You were overweight. You were at a place that required a one-piece, summer camp, or a swim team. You were 40 or older. You were socially awkward and or special needs. Unless you fit one or more of the criteria above, you wore a bikini. No ifs, ands, or buts. We'll, we'll plow forward and, and try to see where he's trying to tie all this in. We were in our hotel room. Our window overlooks the beach, about to go to the beach, and I saw her wearing a one-piece instead of a bikini. I asked her why she wasn't wearing a bikini, as I thought she said they were uncool. Keep in mind, we both made fun of those who wore one-pieces when we were in high school. We've known each other since junior high. I do get that a one-piece has somewhat come back into style within the past five or six years, but I still think they're uncool. She looked at me with disgust and said that she changed her mind and told me that one-pieces are actually extremely comfortable. I said okay at the moment as we went down to the beach. I continued to pester her, telling her that she should wear a bikini. I told her that there were no other women except for overweight and old people who were wearing one pieces and that she should reconsider. This supposedly triggered her emotions. And she ran off back inside the hotel. I tried to stop her and apologize, but to no avail. I sat at the beach for another hour, then I went to my hotel room, and I could tell that she had been crying. She ignored me, and since she was ignoring me, I went to the hotel bar. It was while at the bar that I got a call from her father. I hesitantly answered and listened to him scream at me on the phone about treating his daughter and other women with respect. He told me that I had no right to tell my girlfriend what to wear or even suggest what she wears. I tried apologizing to her that night, but she was still upset and angry. Candy Thunder left me a note here as well and said, uh, the only person who gets to decide what swimsuit a person wears is the person wearing it. No one gets to tell a woman what she should be comfortable in at the damn beach. Okay, this this guy, he, he gets it again. Bro, bro, what are you thinking? What are you doing? You know better than this. Wait, hold on. What were the ages again? 27. 27 is is old enough to know better unless you have just like a string of of bad relationships because they end up breaking up with you because you say stupid shit like this. It's got to be something like that. This is a terrible idea. I think uh, I think I don't know where bro's head was. I think his main concern and his main priority right now are trying to make sure that the person who's with him looks a certain way. It's not about her. It's not about him caring for her or worrying about what other people are going to think or say or whatever. It's about the person who has seen with him what they look like. Get after, dude. You don't deserve to have that person with you. If all you're looking for is arm candy and a model, then freaking rent one. Pay someone to walk around with you all day looking a certain way. You don't get to do that to the person that you love, care about, that you want to spend time with, that you care about their feelings. You don't get to do that kind of thing. You don't get to. Now, the exception to this in a relationship that you can you can tell the other person what to wear or not to wear. Obviously, if your spouse says is asking for your opinion on their outfit, you are expected to give your opinion and be honest about it. My wife... Candy Thunder knows that she has carte blanche to at any point, if I am wearing something that is just not, not working, that her pointing that out to me is doing me a favor. 
And she knows that, and she knows that I know that, and she knows that I know that she has carte blanche to this. They know that he knows that they know they know. You know where I'm going with this. That's It's okay because it's been welcomed and it's been pre-established there, and she knows that I need help sometimes because I can't see what I look like all the time. In this case, no, though. It was it was already an expressed thing, and then he conti- he kept going. That's the funny part. He, he realized that this was a hot topic, and then he kept digging and digging and digging and digging in true brozo fashion. Just kept going. How extremely insensitive and shallow. Uh, and I'm so glad that her dad called and ripped him a new one. I'm so happy to hear that. Pain creates change. Hopefully it was a painful enough phone call to change his worldview. I don't think it's going to happen though. I think this relationship is probably over and I think he's going to do something stupid like this in the next one. <sighs> Boop. You get a dose of these. You get a dose of these. And... You get a wee little trip on our favorite rocket ship to and through the sky to ask on what? This is a shit human being thing, bro. You may not realize it, but it's a shit human being thing. You could have prevented yourself from getting there if you had stopped digging. That would have helped. You would have probably hit two no matter what, but you, you by continuing to dig your own grave, you got yourself all the way up to one. Congrats. You won. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another AITA story for you. This one is, am I the astronaut for telling my parents I am willing to sell them my forgiveness? I feel like there needs to be some kind of like, yes, I'm willing to sell them my forgiveness. My parents expected me to be independent the minute I turned 18. They gave me the money they had saved up for my education, and they started charging me rent. I was lucky enough to have a partial scholarship, and I found a job in the city my university was in, so I moved there before the school year began. With my parents' money, my scholarship, and my wages, I was able to scrape by. I rarely, if ever, spoke with my parents. I was kind of busy. I guess they decided that they didn't want that kind of relationship with my younger siblings because they were not presented with the same option. They both lived at home all through university and even afterwards. I'm 34 now with a decent job and a great girlfriend whom I will be marrying this summer. I sent my parents and siblings an invitation. They called me to ask why they were not involved in the wedding. I responded that they hadn't really been a part of my life in 16 years and that I was being nice by inviting them. They said that they acknowledged that they made mistakes when I was young, but that it was in the past and that I should get over it. That always works. Against my fiance's advice, I sent them an itemized bill for everything I paid for myself that they freely gave my brother and sister. I said if they wanted to be a part of my life, they had to ante up. They said they cannot afford that because they are in debt still from helping my siblings out. I laughed at that and said I hoped that I would see them at the wedding and hung up. My family are all getting a hold of me to let me know how much I'm hurting my parents. The thing is that I don't want their money, and I don't want anything from them at all other than their attendance at my wedding. If they can't do that, then I'm fine with our yearly phone call. Am I the astronaut? All right, the question is, am I the astronaut for telling my parents that I'm willing to sell them my forgiveness? My gut reaction here was actually an ESH. It was actually an everybody sucks here because I think presenting the whole scenario of 
buying forgiveness is just ick. You know what I mean? It's It just feels just wrong. Now, hearing that Opie doesn't want their money, he just presented them with, with a Kobayashi Maru, makes me like him a little bit more. Um, and think he's less of an asshole for putting it that way because it was it, he did not expect them to take him up on it. It was simply a, well, undo what you did wrong, at least the math side of it, and that's a start. But it was a Kobayashi Maru because he knew they weren't going to do it, um, so it was a lose-lose for them, and it put him in the position to where he was like, I, it's fine, I didn't want you in my wedding in the first place. Now, they're all butthurt about not being in the wedding, but he doesn't even want them in that, and that's his decision, right? That's his decision. Or hers. I don't think we ever got into uh, that's their decision. <laughs> the family doesn't get to be like, well, you know, uh, this is what they're actually thinking. This is the shitty part. What they're actually thinking is, you know, it's going to look real bad if we're not a part of your wedding to other people. It's going to look bad. We're going to look bad if we're not a part of your wedding. Like, we're going to look like assholes. We, we know that we were, and we're not willing to really do anything to make up for that, but we just don't want to look like it. Yeah, they suck. OP. NTA. I get it. NTA. And if you had if you had actually tried to follow through with having them buy your forgiveness, I that is that is an ick thing. But but I do think it's NTA here because it was a Kobayashi Maru. I mean the family here, like parenting is not easy, right? And it doesn't get easier when your kids start getting older. I'll tell you that for free. It does not get any easier. And the expectation that that you have to make the same mistake because you made it with with one child, like parents are allowed to correct themselves and get better at parenting as they go. That's the unfortunate truth of, of, you know, having kids across a variety of ages is that, you know, as parents, you supposedly get better at it as you go and you're going to do less things that are F ups. But I think you've got to acknowledge that. And you certainly can't have the entitlement to call someone up and be like, Hey, shouldn't we be in your wedding? Oh, it's just shitty. Am I the Askinoff for calling my coworker a nosy bitch after she kept insisting to know my husband's salary? You gotta do like some stretches and stuff here. My husband and I have, both 33, been together since college. Over the years, he's had quite the career trajectory. He's a quant PM and makes like 10x what I make. And I make a good salary, haha. As we've grown wealthier, I've learned that people become nosier. Friends, acquaintances, relatives, you name it. In the beginning, I would entertain the nosy questions, but since I turned 30, I've adopted a take-no-shit attitude. When people ask me how much he makes, I no longer say anything. I've learned the hard way that giving an exact number can have bad consequences. My coworker, 25, is new, and she already has quite the reputation. Very chatty, catty, gossipy, you get the gist. You can tell she craves wealth and status. She wears a bunch of flashy designer items and is always asking the ladies around the office which of the men are single. Last Friday, our office hosted an afternoon happy hour. She approached me and asked me how me and my husband's recent vacation to Europe went. I told her it went well and briefly summarized what we did. Then the conversation went something like this. So what does your husband do? He works in finance. Oh, 
Wow, he must make a ton then to be taking you on all these lavish vacations. I hope you don't mind me asking, but how much does he make in a year? Uh, yes, we're very lucky that he makes a good salary. Oh, come on. I won't tell anyone. How much does he rake in a year? Millions? <laughs> I, I'd rather not say, but it's up there. What, he doesn't allow you to give an exact number or something? No, I just prefer not to say. <laughs> You'd think the stuck-up one would be the one with the money, not the one without. You should learn how to take a no for an answer and when to quit being a nosy bitch. It's a valuable lesson. Then I smiled at her and walked away. Later on, I had a few co-workers reach out to me and say that she was crying and left early and that I should apologize for calling her a rude name. I refused. I told my mom and she said that I was too rude to the new girl and that she's young and might not fully understand salary talk, but I think she's old enough. Husband is fully on my side, but said maybe I should fake apologize for the sake of office politics, which I somewhat agree with, but still, am I the astronaut? The question is, am I the astronaut for calling my co-worker a nosy bitch after she kept insisting to know my husband's salary? You don't have to be in the wrong to make the ASCON scale. It's the least severe asshole there is, but it could have done it differently. Um, could have, sure. I don't think she should have. I think she said what she needed to say, and I don't think she's the asshole at all for it. So she's an NTA. Maybe technically she hits four because she could have done it differently, but I don't care. NTA. Someone crosses a boundary that you have set you drew the line in the sand and you said no and she kept pushing kept pushing kept pushing kept pushing it took some pain to end that conversation because she tried to say no when you ask someone something and they say no and then you ask again really the only option you're giving them is to escalate and say no firmer and firmer and firmer until you get called a nosy bitch once you cross that no once you return back from a no to ask the same effing question again, come what may. And what came was the title Nosy Beach. Hey, it's Dusty Thunder with another AITA story for you. This one is, am I the astronaut for checking my husband's dash cam footage on his car without his consent? I, 34 female, live with my husband, 37 male, and daughter, 7 female. My daughter and I recently went on a short trip out of state while my husband stayed home as he had work and was supposed to look after our dog. On the last day of our trip, we got a call from my husband who was acting distraught and said that our dog Ellie had run away and that he could not find her. He claimed she had just bolted away from him in the park into some bushes and he could not find her. Our dog is quite small, a mini poodle mix and almost 13 years old. She's still active, but it's really unlike her to run away from us, and I was suspicious but chose to believe my husband, and me and my daughter were in grief but did not want to blame him. When we came back home, he seemed surprisingly okay, unlike us. Ever since the pandemic, my husband started working from home, and he has always been annoyed at how much attention we, give, we gave Ellie, and hated how Ellie begged to sit on our laps and his while he worked. A few days later, we got a call from an animal rescue in a neighboring state quite far from us that she had been found. I picked up the phone and it was on our landline, which we almost never use these days, but was on the contact on the microchip. I told my husband and he just said, that's great. I'm so happy. But it felt kind of blunt and insincere. I said, it is strange that she got so far and he responded that someone must have stolen her and then abandoned her. This made little sense to me as to why that would happen. When he was out drinking with his buddies, I copied the videos from his dash cam for the days I was away and saw that he had indeed taken Ellie far out of state 
clearly dropped her in front of his own car and thrown a frisbee-like object into a field, yelled fetch, and drove off without her. This is like the pet equivalent of the Yellowstone train station. I was livid and confronted him, and he just stupidly muttered how he dropped her there so she could find a farm and have a better life, and then the next day got really angry at me for viewing his dash cam and called me and my daughter assholes. His daughter is seven called his seven-year-old daughter an asshole because he got exposed wow bro also the action that he took super effed up what do you okay yeah that's the end of that story holy shit okay okay so (laughs) pets will annoy you that's when you train them to not do the thing that annoys you or that you tell them to go lay down or you you do something to end the annoying thing that is annoying you you don't take them out of state drop them throw a frisbee say fetch and speed off and then pretend like she just ran away i'm so jealous of this dog this 13 year old dog this was not a puppy this was not a new dog this was not a violent dog this was not a dog that had other issues it's just a dog that he was annoyed by and jealous of so he took her to the yellowstone train station got exposed called his wife and his seven-year-old daughter assholes that's helping bro helping you're helping you're helping a lot you're helping yourself so much right now it's like he went into uh, scorched earth effort mode and he's like man if i'm busted now just screw everything screw you screw you i know you're seven just screw you you're an asshole can't get rid of the dog here's the problem well obviously there's a lot of problems going on here's the biggest problem that i see If he's capable of doing that to an animal, the leap from human animal to human is not is not that big of of being able to do that, of showing no remorse for doing that and lying and then lashing out when he got exposed. Question here is, am I the astronaut for checking my husband's dash cam footage on his car without his consent? Oh, yeah, that's what he's mad about. No. Because you knew something was off. You had a gut feeling that something was wrong. If you had no reason to check it, maybe. But there was a reason to check it. And of course, of course he had to lash out at you because people, when they get exposed, we talk about this a lot. When people get exposed, they lash out at anything they can find. It's not going to be, it, it's not, they're not going to be like, oh, yep, shucks. And I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you pesky kids. No, it's going to be ugly. And it was. Now you know he's capable of some shit including calling your seven-year-old an asshole for him getting exposed. So what are you going to do with that? Because he uh, planted a flag right here. He drove out of state to Ascon 1. There's there's a rest stop there with like a little Frisbee disc golf course uh, and dog park. Coincidentally, right next to each other. It's odd. Um, he went there. I don't know. How do you ever trust him about anything ever again? It's like he just decided to scorch earth his marriage, his relationship with his child, everything because he was jealous of a dog the end Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another AITA story for you. And this one is, am I the astronaut for going home after my in-laws excluded me from dinner at a restaurant? I, female 26, went on a family trip with my in-laws two weeks ago. 
My mother-in-law always thought I am a bit ignorant and backward and that just because I come from a lower class family compared to hers that I have no etiquette. After we arrived at the hotel, they arranged to visit a fancy restaurant for dinner. My husband avoided telling me and I learned it last minute after he had already gotten dressed. I asked where he was going and he said he and his family were going to eat out, but I wasn't invited because his mom assumed that since I wouldn't be familiar with the food and how to eat it there at the restaurant, that it's better for me to stay in and eat at the hotel. I didn't argue, I just let him go, and then I packed and took the first flight home. He freaked out and called many times, and when he found out that I went home, he blew up and called me ridiculous and irrational. Even said that I acted in an ungrateful manner and embarrassed him in front of his family after he literally begged them to let me go on the trip. We argued, and he started giving me the silent treatment after he came home. Moreover, his family is indirectly criticizing me on Facebook about what I did. Did I overreact? Edit 1, he didn't even mention what type of food they ordered. Edit 2, the family didn't plan on having me come along, but my husband, like he said, begged them to invite me. This isn't just with me. My brother-in-law's girlfriend wasn't invited as well. Edit 3, they paid for my expenses, so I didn't want to act like I'm being needy or something. OP has the question of, am I the astronaut for going home after my in-laws excluded me from dinner at a restaurant? Mm, No. Let me get back to this so I can do this. N-T-A-O-P. N-T-A-O-P. I can't understand that your husband here and and again as i was reading through this i was like okay maybe maybe they're just dating maybe they're engaged but then uh i mean i had already read that they are they were married and i heard in-law but later on it was yes she said something that reminded me that they're married and i'm like shit no at least you had enough self-respect to leave it is your husband allowing this to happen your husband not fighting for you to be able to go to this dinner, but not that you would want to be there anyway because his parents sound like royal ass bags. Very fancy ass bags, ass bags nonetheless. I don't know what fancy ass bags are called. I'm sure they have a different name up there in hoity-toity land, but they're ass bags. It's the principle of what your husband allowed them to do to you that you had a big problem with and I have a big problem with as well. He hit this... baby boy brozo and he hit this in my opinion because he allowed you to be treated like this no doubt he's been raised a certain way and his worldview based on the way he is raised is completely jacked and manipulated by his mom at least she has a standard that is obviously impossible for anyone to live up to but him allowing her to treat you that way and exclude you from dinner for the the reason of us she won't know how to eat the food are you kidding me can you imagine have you ever seen pretty woman i will not be in a restaurant with a girl who's dressed in the way that she should not be dressed and have an oyster fly across the room and have her say slippery little sucker i will not do that can you imagine oh no i don't think so brozo you chose this woman like actually chose her you married her you chose her you chose to make her your priority you chose to start a family with her i'm not saying they have kids but he chose to start his family with her that's his family now his wife and he's still letting himself get played by mommy i assume this is probably a freaking money thing where he's got to play the game in order to get inheritance or trust fund or whatever the hell it is uh, which would explain the background here and expects his wife to just deal with it because it's part of the game it doesn't matter man nothing makes this okay nothing at all and this probably won't last 
if you let this continue to happen. OP, I understand where you're at. You had enough self-respect to leave. He's upset with you for having self-respect? I'm confused. It wasn't proper. It's not the done thing for them to exclude her from the dinner or to say the things that they say. It's got to be about the perception of others, right? He is definitely an asshole in all of this. His parents are definitely assholes in all of this. I feel really bad for OP here because now you're faced with a really shitty decision, right? Not okay. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another AITA story for you. This one is Am I the Astronaut for Getting Upset When My 28 Male Girlfriend 25 Female Suggested We Split the Dinner Bill. For context, this is a four-year relationship and we live together. I pay for utilities, she buys groceries, and we both split rent and pay our personal bills on our own. We have a joint account where we save for a future home. Finances have never been a huge issue. My girlfriend and I are not flat broke, but we're in a place where saving money is a priority. She budgets beautifully and is wonderful with saving money. Therefore, it is fair to say she has more money than I do because she's better at budgeting. My girlfriend makes it a point to make us go out to dinner once a week or every other week. She takes me to places I like or a place we both equally enjoy. She always offers to pay and I always let her. She's not like normal girls who do the check dance but still expects the man to pay. Whenever the bill comes, the waiter hands me the check and without missing a beat, she always asks, do you want me to pay? I always agree. I think it's such a nice perk in the relationship. I like when she takes me on dates. It makes me feel good about saving money. I have good food. She spends the whole evening asking about me, complimenting me, and planning our futures. She's very sweet and does so much for me. The problem came up last night when she had a huge craving for appetizers and margaritas. She complained about spending her day off cleaning the entire kitchen and she didn't want to dirty any other dishes. She suggested we go out and I didn't see a problem with it. We had a great meal. Between the two of us, we had a few margaritas and the bill was adding up. Before the bill came, she asked if I would mind if we split the check and began to explain how much these nights out are really eating away at her food budget. This is where I got confused. She invited me out to dinner, made the suggestion, and is insisting we split the check. I would have denied the offer if I knew I would have to pay. She also jabbed at me for always letting her pay and never once offering. She feels she's being taken advantage of, and if it wasn't for her, we would never go out on dates because she's the one who makes plans and pays. Is it really so awful that I don't want to pay for every single date and saving money is more important to me? Okay, time out. Bro minimized here and gets one of these because the problem is that you're saying, is it bad that I don't want to pay for every single date? No, it's bad that you don't want to pay for any of them. It's bad that you want to pay for zero of them. Game on. We had a small argument. She got really upset, paid the check, and we walked home without speaking. I said we just won't go out to dinner anymore. The suggestion or any other suggestions weren't helpful. She's been distant and incredibly upset and is now mentioning the weirdest problems and making me feel like a bad boyfriend. She even mentioned wanting to break up over a $90 check. This is news to me, but overnight I became an unappreciative and ignorant boyfriend who never helps out or makes her feel special. But we go out for dates every week. Please let me know, am I the astronaut for getting upset with my girlfriend for wanting to split the check? There's an update. There's an update. But let's talk about this for a second. Okay, so I, I have some some maybe extreme views on this. And Candy Thunder knows. it's And the, this, is, this is a me thing. This is not a what I think other people should do thing. If I were in... OP's position here, I would feel terrible. It would never get to the point that it got to. Uh, I'm going to be the guy who tries to grab the check 
even if it's going to cause me a little bit of pain, I would rather be that and certainly wouldn't let someone pay every single time. I know you guys live together. I get that. And you have this arrangement and she asks the question that she asks is very important. The wording there is very important. He said the check arrives every time she asks, do you want me to pay? And he says, yes, it is not a, oh, let me grab this. It's not a, my treat. It's not a, I got it. It is a, do you want me to pay? You're making her ask this incredibly awkward question in the first place. And she knows what's coming next, which sucks. And she's accepted it to a point, apparently, because you guys keep going out and she knows it's she knows it's going to happen. But finally, gets to the frustrated point where she's like, look, OK, I want to go out. I just don't want to be the only one making it happen. And and yes, generally, I think the person who invites is the the one who pays. But when you're in a relationship and you're living together, it's a little bit different. We also do, don't do the separate finances thing. And I know a lot of couples do that for very good reasons. And if it works for you, great. This is one of the complications. This is one of the complications. Like, and there's no, you have to figure out a strategy for it. You have to have some kind of structure. You've got to be on the same page about it. And you're not, you're not on the same page. And if you're not on the same page about this, you're not on the same page about a lot of things. You just don't know it yet, bro. This post hit me like a ton of bricks. I've never felt so terrible about how I've treated my partner. I was so hung up on the principle of her always paying for my meals and suddenly changing the dynamic. I was so hung up on the idea of wanting to save money and being impressed, albeit jealous, of the fact that she always had so much money saved. I've reached out to her with an apology and have insisted that we have an at-home date with a bottle of wine, our two laptops, and a budgeting spreadsheet so we can both be on the same page. I really admire how equitable she's been in the relationship and have never had anyone treat me the way she does in a relationship. It felt so good to be taken care of, but as many of you painfully pointed out, I am the asshole and she deserves some reciprocity. At least there's this, right? Okay, there's some hope. There's hope. There's hope. We could have an upswing here and that would be that would be delightful to see him really right this ship. It doesn't, it, stating it, claiming it, owning it, that does not fix anything, right? It's the first step toward fixing things, but there's going to be a lot of hard work that goes into actually providing that reciprocity here. And the fact that he let this go on as long as he let it go on, him letting it go on as long as he let it go on is is a huge problem for me. Because I'm like, really, you didn't see anything wrong that whole time. The the words that she used whenever she asked about paying the bill, you, you never saw anything wrong with that? Like, Pay attention, man. Pay attention to the way your partner says things. Pay attention to the tone that they use. Pay attention to things that are done out of character and look at the, the root causes. And I guarantee you it goes a lot deeper than you think it is right now. I guarantee you it goes deeper than budgeting. Start paying attention. And I know you like being taken care of, but you're going to have to do some taking care of too, or you're going to F this up and lose it. You're still here. For sure, you got a ways to go to, to de-earn that badge. Where does he go on the scale here? Knowing that he's knowing that he's he's at least recognized it, right? He's at, he's recognized it. The budget side of it. There's more. There, not 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 like update more. There's no more to the story. I'm just saying there's more going on that he has not figured out yet. But for the surface issue that's going on here, where does he land on the scale? I think this is I think this is a two. I'm giving him a little bit of a hope. 
because he has at least recognized that he was the asshole. He at least recognized what he was doing was wrong and he got wrapped up and whatever reasons he had for it. He realized it was wrong because the internet told him he was wrong and uh, says he is willing to jump in and fix this thing. So not quite to ask con one because there is some hope, but bro, you got some work to do better get to work. Why not be like, Hey babe, I want to make up for this. Now let me take you to your favorite place. I'm buying and for the next 20, 30 times I'm buying, we just need to make them a little bit less frequent because I'm not as good at the money as you. You know what I mean? That would have been a step. The at-home dinner, yes, it's at least it's it's a baby step. But man, there was an opportunity here to really be like, yes, I will fix this starting now. Let's go. My treat. <laughs> Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another Reddit story. This one is a little bit different. We've got a feel-good one for you. This one is my girlfriend's 28 female brother donated his heart to me, 27 male, and we didn't find out until recently. This happened when I was 18 and in need of a heart transplant, waiting on a list. We were waiting for months. Then just like that, we got the call and it changed my life. I was so grateful to the donor. My mom and I even made our own letters to send to the family, but they never wanted contact, which I respected. He saved my life, yeah, but theirs was all heartbreak. For years, I was always grateful for that sacrifice, but even more now that my girlfriend and I met years later, and now we're expecting a baby boy in August. Also, because we know the whole truth now, she never talked about her brother much, so all I knew was that he had died. His birthday was the other week. My girl wanted to visit his grave because they hadn't done it in a while. She opened up about his car accident, being on life support until they decided to take him off, and since he was registered as an organ donor, that isn't what got me thinking, though. What did was the fact that the exact date of his death is when I got the call for the heart transplant. My girlfriend and I decided to find out the truth because her family was grieving so much they never looked at the letter sent by me. We had a long talk with her mom about this because if she'd rather not know, then we'll drop it. Her mom gave us her blessing to find out. Luckily, she never got rid of the letter, only never got around to reading it because it was too painful. And that's how we found out. It was only my first name that I mentioned, but I remembered every word I said in that letter. We cried for hours. All this time, life brought us together in the crazy way, and neither of us knew. It's too wild. He gave me a chance to be alive and meet the love of my life and start a family with her. I feel like the luckiest guy in the world and all thanks to him. Wow. When hearts collide, right? It's like, uh, you talk about serendipity and then you have to, you have to hear a story like this and wonder, right? You have to hear a story like this and wonder if her bro was, was present in some kind of spiritual way and was like, yes, I'm going to connect you two. You have to wonder if he had some kind of hand in that. It's, that's, that's amazing. You have to, you have to hear that story and wonder, like wonder if something else brought them together. That's amazing. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, 
You can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.